Hola. Hope you're all having a crazy Gemini season. Well, I don't hope you're having a crazy Gemini season, but I'm sure you are. I feel like I'm all over the place, but it's, you know, part of the territory, of course. So it'll be cancer season in the towards the end of the month. Woohoo. Yes. That's that's babe's birthday. Yeah. All you cancers out there. Happy birthday. And Gemini's too. I didn't forget about you. Sorry. Anyway, so. We're just going to jump into it. Sorry for the delayed recording, guys. Uh, Yomi and I have been extra busy, and Gemini season's been keeping us busy, as I'm sure it's been with all y'all, too. Um, We're going to just go into the June 2023 chart so you can get a vibe of the the month, although you've had a taste of it with the first week or so. Uh, So we have on the angles for June 2023 uh, fixed – so people are going to be feeling sluggish, slow, uh, which is kind of ironic for Gemini season, right? Uh, but uh, uh, also really fixed in their ways, not as flexible and unstable as it was like last month. So that's that's good and and it's not in the same same time frame because cooperation and you know a, a lack of versatility is going to be lacking there, which is uh, you know not favorable for Gemini season, but you know we'll, we'll make it work. Um, we have Pluto retrograde in the 12th house. So there's a lot of fear. Um, Pluto retrograde is associated with fear and paranoia and that sort of thing in the subconscious. So that that's going to be really um, stewing for people right now. There's a lot of uh, uh, fear going on about, like, Let's see the the finances, the stock market, mm-hmm. uh, the war. The oh uh, yeah, what what what's going on with the war exactly right now? Is it the Ukraine war? Yes, right? there was there was a dam that was um, attacked in in the in Ukraine, but it's in Russian territory, and they're blaming the Russians. And it's I, it's just really funny because it's like, why would the Russians destroy their dam and flood you know that area? And also um, run the risk of nuclear meltdown because they've had to turn down one of the nuclear reactors in that region. Oh, of course week. they did. Yes. So it's it's getting serious out there. And China, actually, that reminds me. I saw this this morning. China flew two planes into Taiwanese airspace. Taiwan had to scramble to basically protect themselves because it was the second time that China has flexed its muscles using their airspace. Oh, hell no. That happened, yeah, that happened this morning, and then, let me check, I know I posted something on my phone. Where are you at? This morning. Mars, Assessor Square, Neptune, and Mercury, Trine, Pluto, Venus, Square, Jupiter, Sun, semi square Jupiter. Those all happened yep. today. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was the Ukraine forced to shut down largest nuclear plant due to combat and flooding. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's some sneaky underhandedness, just like, you know, they blew up the pipeline, too. 
Yes. And I think it came out that Ukraine had something to do with that. Well, so speaking of that, so we've talked about before war, um, wars associated with Mars and Pluto. And you see that there's a Pluto-Mars opposition going on right now in yep, this chart. Yep. So Venus is the, joining the show, though, this month. Yeah. So the so a lot of the war tactics, Mars-related stuff going on, is going to manifest through Pluto themes. So hidden secret kind of things. Also, Pluto being in the 12th half of... 12th house of conspiracies uh there there so this would signify that this month is going to be full of um basically conspiring to do for war moves more or less so that makes total sense when you're talking about china you know flying over taiwan and then yeah. ukraine ukraine having that fl- that um dam flooded Wow, I did see videos of that online somewhere, and I was like, oh, the poor kitties, because I saw I saw a video of them trying to rescue animals. Aww. And I was like, what is that about? What happened? Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. No, but so, I think uh, it's causing a chain reaction, too, because it's affecting the wheat supply. So expect the price of wheat and anything that uses wheat at the store to go up even further. Just an FYI. I thought you said weed for a second. I was like, oh, no. 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 No, I can't. No. No, no, no. We can't have that happen for that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's already like, gotten expensive enough. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so move, moving on. Um we have Saturn in the first house and by the way Saturn is going retrograde in 5.7 days. And that'll be the 17th of June. Uh, just a heads up for that. And then uh, having Hygieia also there in the first house, people are going to be focusing on their health. And, you know, Saturn being there in Pisces too may signify some sort of toxicity or, or tampering, you know, contamination. Is there anything still ongoing with, like, Ohio or... Uh, Anything you've heard recently about, like, contaminated anything? Well, there's speculation about these fires in Canada. Oh, Um, yeah, no shit. Yes. First of all, all these fires went off at the same time, which is unexplainable. And people are reporting this. Huh? I was going to say, you know that 85% of all forest fires are caused by people, right? Yes. 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 So. 85% 85% of all these fires are caused by people. Oh, yeah. The other thing they're saying is that it's they're reporting that it smells like a plastic burn. Mm. Interesting. The other thing, too, that's interesting that, I mean, I haven't really looked into it, but I've been hearing. There's not many pictures coming out of the fire, like, as 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 to what's going on. Like, you know, when California has wildfires... You know, we're seeing video of the helicopters, right. you know, going to check the fire out and put it out. And you're seeing them working on it. None of that's being shown with this fire, which is very, very strange. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's something weird going on. I yes. mean, in all honesty, too, like you guys on the East Coast don't get to experience this much. But we have fires like all in the Pacific Northwest and in California and all that all the time. And mm-hmm. even into Montana. And. Uh, it never hits um, national news, 
but like after we get the fire out and the investigations done and all this, always on the local circuits, we we find out that it was caused by a person. Yes. This person did it, or we've even heard some of the ones in California have been like uh, political protests. Yes, I've heard that. But yeah, when I lived in Vegas, I do remember hearing that a lot whenever there yep. was a fire. So yeah, makes sense. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, I do think it was, but for them to all go off at the exact same time in different areas of the forest or of that region is yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, like I said, the same thing happens up here. Um, there was one year, I think it was like 2017, uh-huh. there were fires simultaneously starting in Washington, Oregon, and Northern California within like the same day or two of each other. And yes. it wasn't caused by weather. Yeah, I remember like, that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, so dumb. But anyway, all right. So we have Neptune in the second house. Uh, so that would be people are, are going to feel iffy about their resources because when Neptune casts uh, a, a, um, a veil of unknowing. So in the second house, that's people's finances, personal re- resources, all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm gathering that people are going to be kind of scared about money in the bank more during this time frame. Also, yes. when there's Kiron nearly conjunct with Eris, that always makes me feel uh, a little worried um, because that would be Aries. Aries being in Kiron would be a violation of your personal of your person's personal persons or personal space. And then Eris is all about disruption. So usually, like when Kiron and Eris are expecting in some way, shape, or form, that's like um like a false flag attack or a uh, mass shooting or um some sort of attack of some kind like that going on. So that being in the future house, that would insinuate that sometime, I would guess within the next month or so, um that there's gonna be something like that ongoing. And with it being Aries, it would be people's heads getting injured, people being killed or injured in, in war moves. Uh, again, that would probably be the, like the Ukraine thing going on. Uh, um, it's just more of a signature that we're going to be seeing some after effects of war or conflict, that kind of thing. Could be, you know, um, local or, you know, international. Uh, third house, we have a bunch going on. We have a stellum of Taurus. So we've got the North Node conjunct with Jupiter, uh, orb conjunction to Mercury. Then we've got Astria as the the Astro of Justice. And then we've got Uranus and we've got Vesta there. So a lot going on in the third house of like neighborhoods, communication, that sort of thing. Um, abnormal things being fed to us in the media. You know what? You know what makes me think of this? I saw something and I, and I haven't looked it up for sure. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt, guys. But. Um, did you, did you, have you ever heard of some sort of, uh, legislation that was passed in like 2013 by Obama where propaganda is legal to, um, like, uh, broadcast on, on news as facts? I believe so, because there was such an uproar over that and, and they were hush hush about it. Yeah. I just learned about that the other day, like from something I was watching on social media. That's crazy. I'm like, what? So that just made me think about that because, you know, the Uranus abnormal kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, it being with Taurus, too, would signify um, that it's that the communication is going to be around war. So more of the the um, 
I guess, information coming out of Ukraine, all that kind of stuff. Um, what, what is what is Uranus and Taurus expecting right now? It's uh, almost expecting Black Moon Lilith. Okay, so that that aspect right there would indicate that they're doing some sort of narrative damage control for something that's getting out from war-affected areas, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, let's see. The fourth house, we've got the sun there with Vulcan, Sedna, Juno. Um, with it being predominantly Gemini, people are going to be feeling erratic and scattered all over their their homeland for one one reason or another. Um, then we've got nothing in the fifth house. Uh, sixth house, we've got Venus with Kronos and Hades. So um, really, that would be that's a signature of the Kronos signature right there. With uh, Venus would be an indication of people losing money due to layoffs because uh, yeah. Kronos is like a Saturnian thing of restriction or elimination, that kind of thing. And due to, you know, uh, hidden motives, the, the Haiti signature there. Then, well, they're um, saying they're blaming AI for these layoffs. Did you hear that? That came no, out this week. They're no. blaming artificial intelligence for these layoffs. Oh, hell no. There's yeah. not that. Wow. Well, I mean, I have heard that there's been some companies wanting to do that, switch to that so they can eliminate the cost of wages. Yes. It's just crazy. Yes, they're to where they can mimic your voice and to where basically that would eliminate customer service jobs as well. Oh, wow. I mean, wow. yeah, it's, it's like it's like a complete takeover by machines, like Terminator shit. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I, I am really weary about the AI stuff. Like, I, It freaks me out. It legit freaks me out. And then I don't know if you heard this either. I know it's going off range here, but aliens, girl, in Nevada. There's always there's always alien sites in Nevada. I think yeah, no, but this this person put out a story, like a video out of his experience, mm-hmm. and people can um correlate to his story because they report seeing this thing crashing. Hmm. Yes, I have to send it to you. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and send. Yeah, you can go ahead and send it to me. Like I had somebody ask me the other day. They like messaged me and said, "Ray, tell me about aliens." And I'm all like, "I have no idea." <laughs> and I was like, "What the hell is this? this where the hell is this coming from?" Because, I mean, it's not that I, I'm not trying to tell people that I don't that I think aliens aren't real. That I just there's so much going on with us. Last thing I need to think about is adding something else. That's kind of how I feel about it. I know, but it's like for me, it's like it's it's information overload. It's too much on the system right now. Like, can we get one thing at a time, please? You're bringing AI and aliens. That's just too much. Right. That's, that's way too much Aquarius though. at one time. That's why I think it's intentional. They're just trying to confuse us. It has really. to be. It has to be because that's just that that's way too much Aquarius at one time. Well, I have another question. So, are they posted about aliens on mainstream like TV? Like news. Yes, yes. The a bunch of local news covered it. Okay. Um, there was a whistleblower a few days ago who said that the federal government has um aircraft that is not of human form and also aliens. Yeah. Okay. So 
I'm not saying it's not true. I know, I know. It's kind of it's kind of weird because both things came out at the same time, and I'm saying to myself, well, did the kid tell them I'm gonna come out with this shit anyway? So you better say something, or like we always say every month, what's the distraction? The Trump indictments. I think so. I do too. I think so. I because you know because you gotta remember everything that's on like the mainstream media. That's stuff that they want us to know about. Yeah. So like we we know fairly well stories that people don't want us to know how hard it is for us to dig up and we really have to dig for information on it, right? But yep. when something's like readily available, uh, like across major press, th- there's no secret involved, and that's something that they they like authorized for us to learn about. So it either, I mean. I seriously think that the government and, like, the world as we know it, if there was going to be an alien invasion, I don't think they'd say shit to us. Like, if they they legitimately knew there was an alien invasion coming, they wouldn't say shit to us because they would want all the people who don't know any better to get picked off first while the people who did know get to go into hiding. Independence Day shit. Right. So, again, I'm not saying that it's not real, but I'm also saying that uh, I think it might... Okay, so if you if you want my real opinion, I'm not saying that it, there's not aliens out there. I'm just saying if there was actual aliens that showed up, there would be more than one, and they yeah. wouldn't just you know fly by and say hi and leave. That you got a point there. You you do have a very very valid point there. Yeah. But it's still kind of creepy though. I think I think a lot of it is uh, advancements in military equipment and and aircrafts, and I think because. Me, me and Babe have talked about this before because he was into, like, you know, uh, World War II history, Nazi Germany and all that. And they were yeah. coming up with, the, you know, hovercrafts back then that looked really foreign that kind of looked like helmets. And that 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 kind of uh, technology was then when, when the war was over, a lot of the Nazi scientists moved to America and some of them were working in Area 51. Yes. So for they could have continued those models into Area 51. And that's exactly the area that it always happens in, because, like, that's what I always find funny. Like, Area 51 is notorious for having top-secret stuff that, regardless if it came from outer space, which I, I don't know if I, I believe or not, or at, and or if it's, like, top-secret, you know, projects that haven't been revealed and used. Because I, I could see militaries around the world having top-secret weapons that they don't flaunt or advertise to the public in any way, shape, or form. So they, like, have some sort of secret grab bag. But when people say that they've seen aliens or there's an alien thing that happened anywhere within a 100-mile radius of Area 51, I always I always think that it's something with the government military. Which, if it is, so let's, let's humor it is for a second. If they were going to distract us with some sort of alien thing, like, you know, the best thing to do would be to stage it. Let some person catch it. And then make a huge deal about it and, like, make it in the press. So that that's kind of how I feel, like, that would be going. Yeah. Um, and I do think that this is just to stray away from the Trump indictment. Because, again, we when you and I have talked about the Trump indictments, they're not going to really have any substantial evidence to indict him or find him guilty on anything. This is more to just uh, destroy his character. Yes. So no, definitely. Kind of, it's optics think, at the end of the day. Right. So their hope is they know that they're not going to be able to get Trump on anything because if they could have, they would have done it way sooner than now. 
they're only doing this right before the GOP convention in the mid uh, or not the midterms, the, the presidential election, because they're hoping that this stays on our mind. and We remember this and it influences our vote. But I mean, we've seen the energy on that and the people are like seeing right through the bullshit. Like they, they, they see how phony this is just because like you said, in going through the transits for the month, it's, there's a lot of shit coming out that has, been coming out about the Bidens and everyone's kind of looking at it like what the fuck's going on you know why is it that you're under one set of rules while these people are under a whole nother set of rules exactly so let's let's run with that idea so yes. if the government and the media is desperate to redirect people's attention what story do you think would across the aisles anybody even Alex Jones would instantly have to go and take a look at just to see if it's real. Obviously, well, no, I mean, the indictment, obviously, which is not true, but everyone's going to be looking at that. Well, what I'm saying is that what would be one subject that, like, you know, anybody, no matter their political leanings, would go and look at? Aliens. Yeah, they would. Right. So that's why I'm kind of still, I don't, I'm not saying that the alien thing isn't real, but I, I think it's being used as a ploy right now. Really? Oh yeah. When was that? When was that? Uh, uh, when was the press release for the alien thing or the guy who saw it or something like that? Do you have he a timestamp for that? Let me see if I have a timestamp. I know he posted a video. Or I just so, need uh, an article um, timestamp or something. Okay. Because we can resolve this right now. <laughs> So the dude said he saw it May 1st, 2023. Okay. It was like super early, like midnight time in Las Vegas. Okay. Let me, let me find the actual article. It must've been like away from the strip though. Cause how that, like what, what was it? Something crashing or was it like just like a UFO like light? They saw a UFO light, like this this greenish blue bright light just coming straight down. The neighbor's mm. ring door camera heard the descent of this aircraft and the boom of it crashing. It got what? it on, on, on audio. Okay. Then the guy said he was outside with his brother working on a truck. And when they turned around... They saw these aliens that were eight feet tall, big ass eyes, um, gray. And he said that when he looked at this thing, he couldn't move. And he, he even put on there like the 911 call to the cops. And one of the cops said that his partner saw that same light and heard the boom. So he was freaking out and he was asking people in the neighborhood, hey, did y'all see anything weird? And some of the people were like, yeah, we saw something weird fly across the sky. So they're like. It's credible. It's the first time they've got credible information. There we go. I see a date. April 30th at 11.50 p.m.? Yep. Okay. Here, let me look. I don't think that's going to tell me what I want to know, but I'll look at it. Because I don't, I don't think the people who saw it think don't think it's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 11.50 p.m. But if it was staged... 
but it but it but but it but it is funny because I say to myself, why is it that they say all these things land in just that region of the world? That's if there were saying. aliens, why don't they land every anywhere, everywhere else? Everywhere else. And right. Lord Jesus, I don't want to jinx myself. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes, that's my whole point. Like I'm all like, why does all this stuff happen right around Area 51? Yes. Cause and then you know, I don't even think half the time that it's intentionally staged. I think I think, you know, there's just they're just testing aircrafts and stuff near Area 51 and then they just have problems or like they're trying to like, you know, test landings or something like that. And like this shit just happens because anyway. OK, let me send this chart to you real quick. Not like you don't have enough okay. charts. Very fine. <laughs> uh, let's see. Open. There we go. All right. That's for the exact time of the body cam footage talking to the police um okay so neptune in the third house obviously somebody say oh my god it's a ufo unidentified whatever okay that makes total sense <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um again uh well nothing in the 12th house conspiracies me um there is some stuff going on in the eighth house of cell secrets um trans so let's see what is what is expecting neptune we got series and the moon all the moon's not really expecting okay well i mean um besides okay distractions distractions i mean yeah i mean generally what this chart just says is that somebody generally fucking thinks they saw aliens I mean, that's that, which, I, again, I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, it, did this person say that they, this is the person that said they saw, like, actual aliens, right? Yes, that, like, I'll read like, the article, and I'll read exactly what he said. Am I, am I awful for thinking that, like, because somebody who lives in Vegas said this, that I'm questioning their sobriety no. and like their. No, you're not. Because I mean, the same thought crossed my mind too as I thought about it today. I was like, well, you know. I wouldn't trust what somebody says from Vegas. <laughs> he reported seeing two massive beings standing at least eight foot tall roaming their property. Really? They made their way into the backyard. After what they described to be a loud crash nearby, part of which it seems it might have been captured on body cam footage. As you can see, it's a bright green glowing object that's descending from the sky, and it was inadvertently recorded. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's I'm going to have to send it to you on Twitter. Mm, I still feel weird about this. But oh, anyway, I do too. It, it it is weird. It is weird because it's it's a lot of, like I said, it's 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 a lot of Aquarius energy. It's like we're getting the preview of what's coming. Yeah. Like and this this window was a preview. Now we're going back to the you know, to Capricorn to finish off the story to go full force into Aquarius again. Did that guy say anything about where where they went, like what happened, like or he just saw it like outside and didn't go out there or anything? He he just, he said he had seen it outside in the backyard. 
So he just, like, saw it and he didn't see it leave or, like... No, he went into the house. He was terrified, so he called the cops. Okay, okay. Weird. I don't know. I would have kept watching. <laughs> like, I, mean, like, I would have been in the house, like, watching. Like, what the hell is that? It just seems weird. So where, do they have any idea? Like, do they have any speculations on what happened, where it went? Was there an aircraft found? I don't know. They they did find this ring that they described was the perfect circle on their concrete in their in their property. Um and it does look like a like a circle. Okay. Um the cops told them if it comes back, get a gun, shoot it, don't call us. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Yes. What? Yes, the cops that... were that scared. What? Mm. The this whole, ooh, I feel like Judge Judy right now. This whole story just sounds like it doesn't make any sense. Girl, I'm, like I said, I'm just going to send you the thing. I'm going to tweet it to you, and you, yeah. you, you can watch it. Okay, yeah, because, like, just the, just piecing it apart, like, the police's reaction doesn't make sense. What the guy saw and then ran away doesn't make any sense. They're not being some sort of, like, debris aircraft were their footprints like it just doesn't feel like it's piecing together right it feels like the story's created like it's a, anyway. well see here's something too that i that um well i need a quote retweet you actually so um they're showing a clip in which they go into the yard into the backyard and then they run back out of the backyard and they're trying to show you what's being seen because it's blurred out on um, mainstream media cameras you know, when they're showing you the report, they're blurring uh -huh. it out and turning it black. Supposedly, this video shows you more detail of what that figure or what that thing was. Hmm. Fascinating. So okay. I'll let you see it. Like I said, I, I, I will I will tweet it to you. And anybody curious that follows my Facebook, I'll go look at it and put my two cents on it later. <laughs> but, right. Uh, all right. So seventh house, we've got. That stellum of uh, Leo there. Um, funny enough, Leo being over the seventh house of others would insinuate that, you know, other people trying to do things that would be uh, notorious of Leo people um, getting attention. <laughs> Thinking of that now that we're talking about this. Um, doing something dramatic because also, you know, um, Mars is also in Leo too. Um and when you actually click on that, um, Mars and Leo, you have a strong need to express your personality creatively. You may display dramatic or confident behavior and like to make an impact or a scene on your surroundings. You may also be arrogant. So, you know, take out the grain of salt. People being dramatic this month. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hey, it's Mars and Leo. What do y'all expect? Alright, if you guys want my personal opinion on this whole fucking alien thing, I think that, first off, Vegas people, sorry to all my Vegas friends out there, they all know very well what I'm talking about. Like, one in every three people aren't sober, or a solid mind in Las Vegas. It comes yes. from the territory of the town, okay? So Amen, I've that. lived there, I can attest to that. Right, so like, so you gotta think about it. So like, if there was a handful of people that saw this, one, one in every three of them is out of their damn mind and or not sober. So there's that. They didn't get any concrete anything. Um, and the media is being iffy about it. 
I I don't know. I would I would really think that it's like somebody seeing shadow people <laughs> and just call the police. And the police didn't. And the only way that I would see like LA uh, LVPD saying like, well, if they come back, just shoot it. I the only way I could see them making a comment like that is if they're being sarcastic about like, well, if you got a problem, then figure it out. Like if the police showed up and it's somebody who's completely out of their their mind. The, I've seen the Las Vegas Police Department say stuff like that. Well, we don't have any evidence that anything happened. You're kind of out of your damn mind, so take care of it yourself. Yeah. That 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 would be more of a plausible response from police officers than uh, you better go get a gun and shoot it yourself. Yeah. It, so I mean, anyway, uh, we'll go. We'll move on now. So um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got uh, the eighth house has Virgo in it. Um, then we got the ninth house that's got the node conjunct with the moon um, and Poseidon. Uh, and then the tenth and eleventh house are empty. So tenth, um, eleventh house. Ha- <laughs> I think that's really funny, actually, in itself, because the tenth house is supposed to signify, you know, the government or whatever. And it's empty. So there's nothing going on with the government this month or they're being really s- sneaky and hiding and doing everything, you know, um, under the radar. And I also think that the 11th house being empty for Pride Month is actually pretty funny. It is. Be- because there's been a, you know, since the backlash has been going on with uh, Bud Light. First it happened with Bud Light, but that was for Pride Month. And then Target's huge thing. Um, I've noticed that, some, like, I've been watching some YouTube videos online about how some corporations, like, put up rainbow banners the first day. And then all of a sudden they decided to walk it back and remove it. Like, I guess the Navy did that on Instagram. Yeah. Um, who it. else did that? Um, oh, Kohl's was selling clothing that was LGBT for babies. Oh, no way. Yes. And Kohl's is doing bad. They've been losing money like crazy. Oh, And God. this has made it worse. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And like, I, I, I think Kohl's is going to be one of the next ones to go down in the next three years. Mm-hmm. And the Major League Baseball, <laughs> I was just watching this before we got on the phone. Um, they they had, I guess, Nancy Pelosi throw the first pitch for the season, for, and it was supposed to be like a pride celebration game. Oh, my and gosh. nobody showed up. They showed the stands. They weren't even at 50% capacity. And, wow. Yeah, and then the Major League Baseball had, like, rainbow-colored, you know, whatever for their banner, but then they changed it on Twitter, like, right away. So like there's 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 businesses that are actually like you know, having an internal crisis about how they're all like oh my god should we continue to do this or should we not do this yeah so yeah. that's been interesting to watch it though it's pretty damn funny it's funny yeah, it is <laughs> all right I'll go over the transits for the month um should I even bother going through the the last eleven days or should I just skip it I mean I think. I think what you went through here is a really good illustration of what the month's been like anyway. Yeah. So we'll just start on the 11th. Um, as of today, we have Mars, Cessna Square, Neptune, and it's uh, a theme of indecisiveness, complex situations requiring force or sensitivity, competitive actions, which are secret or hidden, <laughs> uh, conflicts of, bel- of beliefs and ideologies, disappointments, the urge to escape, leakages. I remember that one. Physical yeah. weakness and lack of energy. And then we have Mercury, Trine, Pluto. 
penetrating conversation, power and speech, persuasion, talk of change, or sexuality, psychological issues and exposure, very fitting for Pride Month, I guess, uh, transiting Venus square Jupiter, uh, excessive sociability, desire to party, be dramatic, overindulgence, or overvaluing something. Then we also sun semi-square Jupiter, the urge to grow in ways or areas that may present problems, <laughs> efforts to do too much, the urge to travel, grow, growth stress, overconfidence, overoptimism, overload. Yeah, that's today. That's exactly how I feel right now. Oh, oh. yes. Awareness of moral or legal issues. Awareness of difference of opinions. That, I'm super opinionated today, if you haven't mm-hmm. heard. <laughs> All right. The 13th, we have Venus, Quincunx, Quincunx Saturn. Then we have Sun, Semi-Square Venus. Feelings of affection and friendliness that may present problems uh, that may be uncomfortable. The desire for pleasure, indulgence, excessive displays of emotion, excessive artistic taste, bad taste, <laughs> social situations which are obligatory. We also have Mercury semi-square Chiron. Then we go to June 15th. This is Mercury square Saturn. Narrow focus thinking, exclusion, limitations in transport or communications, overly exacting judgments and delays. So the emphasis on organizations or like the government trying to be quiet about things this month, I, I think is manifesting towards the 15th of the month. Then we have Sun sextile Eris. So... Basically, people causing uh, disturbances. Uh, June 17th, we have Mercury semi-square Eris, communication causing disturbances. Uh, Then Mercury sextile Venus, flowing social conversation, spirit of compromise, harmonious interaction, clarity, appreciation, and beauty. Then we have Saturn going station, stationary on the 17th, going retrograde essentially. Then on June 18th, we have Sun Square Neptune, a lack of clarity, unknown factors which challenge judgment, practical use of art and music, impressionability, escapist urges, misunderstandings, visions which are deceptive, mistakes and errors in judgment, foggy or sloppy conditions. So be aware of anything you hear on like the 17th, 18th, and 19th of June. It's all a lie. Or people are really terribly confused, either one. Yeah. (laughs) All right, June 19th, we got Jupiter sextile Saturn. You have the ability to create a fortunate balance between fun and work. You feel confident in many areas of your life as you use your good judgment to make decisions that have a potential for long-term success. It is time where you can tap into your own wisdom. Business dealings may may prosper. Only drawback could be that you take this time for granted. Let opportunities slip through your fingers. In other words, wise and considered action is what is needed. Then we also have Mercury semi-square Pluto, mental intensity, troubled mind, passive-aggressive arguments, persuasive speech, strategy, or paranoia. So people are going to be really paranoid and scared on towards the 20th of June. And then we have Venus semi-square uh, Neptune, and it says sensitivity and love and art, romantic fantasy, tendency towards over-impressionability, and weak judgment. I love how it goes back and forth between today's a good day to make good judgments and then you're going to be a hot mess the next day. I I would go with the latter and say don't make any serious committed decisions this month. I mean, I think it's because Venus is like literally stationing by this point. It's it's slowing down to go retrograde. So it's it's wreaking havoc. Yes. Yeah. And I think when 
it does go retrograde that we're going to see more more like financial growth slow slowing yes. or like the stocks getting worse gosh that's exactly what we need right um transiting mercury semi-square north node says the necessity to make contacts inconvenient communications the need to share interests or transportation then we have mars conjunct black moon lilith June 21st, we have Sun Quincunx Pluto, as well as Mercury Sextile Black Moon. Then we have Mercury Sextile Mars, and this is an emphasis on decisiveness, mental assertiveness, honesty, practical solutions, technical skills, fast work, and rapid progress. Then we have Mercury Sextile Chiron. June 22nd, we have Sun Sextile North Node. The need to join with others to accomplish a goal, teamwork, easy and natural adjustments made by a group, family or association to change circumstances, issues of a group leadership or handled without major crisis or bad feelings. We also have Mars trining cure on that day as well. Then June 23rd, we have Mercury semi-square Jupiter mentally pushing the limits over assimilation, interest in learning or travel and overconfident judgments or opinions. June 24th, we have Mercury sextile Eris. June 25th, we have Sun semi-square Black Moon Lilith, as well as Mercury square Neptune, which is, again, confusion, misperception, deceit, uh, subtle perceptions, overstimulated imagination. June 26th, we have Mars square Uranus. Rugged individualism, the will to fight for one's freedom from restraint, technical and mechanical problems and solutions, inner tensions and stress, impulsive action, efforts to meet personal needs and interests, accidental conditions. Yeah, Mars square Uranus is notorious for accidents, uh, car accidents, mechanical failures, that kind of thing. I have that in my nail chart. Oh, <laughs> so wow. I know exactly what that means. <laughs> Accident prone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, Mercury Quincux Pluto, also on the 26th. The 27th, we have... Mercury sextile the North Node, the urge to contact or communicate with others, the sharing of ideas, like ideas and interests, travel or mobility. June 28th, we have Venus conjunct Black Moon Lilith, as well as Sun semi-square Uranus, which is exposure to the conf- confrontation with ideas and information, which challenge the status quo. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Surprises and reversals, misapplication of technical data, a nervous restlessness, efforts to understand change or unconventional behavior. Okay. Um, oh my gosh, it's going to be fun day. Yeah, it is. Well, because that's leading up to like people being all like uh, um, rebellious, and then that happens. Yes. Yes. Ooh. So that's the 28th of June, guys. Um, then we have Sun trying Saturn, control over one's life, rationality, steady accomplishment, success. In overcoming obstacles, good relations with authority, endurance, patience, concentration, mental focus, success in dealing with limitations, and sound judgment. We are in the clear for Gemini season by then, so that's good. Sound judgment would be nice. (laughs) Transiting Mercury. (laughs) Semi-square Venus. Efforts at social conversation, pleasantries, polite talk, superficial interaction, artistic or technical interests. Then the 29th, we have Venus uh, trine Curon as well as Mercury semi-square Uranus, which is another day of mental tension, fixation on point of views, rigidity of mind, radical views, interrupted communications, arguing, that kind of thing. 
Then we finish off on the 30th. We have Mercury trying Saturn, which is rational, logical thinking, serious communication. And then we have Neptune going retrograde on the 30th of June. Yep, that's fun. I made uh-huh. sure to cover, I made sure to cover the retrogrades in that this time, and I inputted that into the software. Anyway, so um, we were going to talk about a couple of things. Where do you want to start, Yomi? Do you want to start with Target, or do you want to start we with? Can, we can go in order of the charts that way. I don't lose track, and then I'm like, hold on, let me get there. Okay, gotcha. All right, we're going to start with Target. So as we were kind of hinting at with the June 2023 chart, uh, there was an empty 11th house, which does kind of represent um, corporations uh, trying to hide themselves now or not bring a lot of attention to themselves for maybe unconventional things they've been promoting to receive backlash because I think everybody's uh, on a corporation level, everybody's a little scared after the Bud Light thing has been going on. So I have Target's corporation founding chart. This is when it was its first um, superstore or whatever. And this was May 1st, 1962. This is in St. Paul, Minnesota. So I find it funny because I've, I've heard people say that the Target logo is supposed to be Saturn from above. I don't know if that's true anymore. I looked at the history of Target, and it was like more of an, a bullseye target instead of what it is now. But they are a Capricorn rising with this chart, which I find kind of interesting. Um, and, but we know all about how Target is. But let's go ahead and look at the next chart I sent you, which okay. is the, the progress solar return for Target Corporation. I set it for the beginning of Pride Month. Um, so we can get an idea of what's going on for Target at the moment. You see Pluto in the second house. Uh, when Pluto or Scorpio is ingressing into the second house, that typically means that you have unstable assets. <laughs> Money. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Like, that is a precursor for bankruptcy even. I'm not saying they're going to go bankrupt, but they definitely are feeling it. I think it's, what, $20, 20 billion now? They're, I think they've so. Lost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're also... Uh, if you look at the third house, they're trying to do damage control, at, but at the same time, they're still trying to hide what they're doing because the Neptune's there as well. And just in the future houses for them, um, it, it <laughs> the 11th house, the 5th house, it just looks a little, a little sketchy in general. You see the fifth house, they also have Uranus and Taurus there, which is another signature for, uh, you know, losing money, that kind of thing. Uh, Quote, unquote, the Great Depression being triggered by them. I actually saw something online um, recently that makes me think of something. You know that J.P. Spears guy who's a YouTuber? Yes. Okay, so he was saying that he he actually thinks that – the cultural Marxists that are getting into the corporate America are, are intentionally making the, the corporations do these things so that the public boycotts them so that they go out of business so that we become a communist country. And like, I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. I mean, yeah, you could say that in a way just because, I mean, think about it. They want you to shop in certain ways. Yeah. You know, like, 
the best thing Walmart has put together is their fucking grocery delivery service. I use that shit every fucking week. I don't <laughs> go to Walmart. I okay. Go to Walmart <laughs> but um it's yeah, no, they don't no, they don't want these stores that or they're just trying to push the revolution through a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah. So like I originally was thinking, well, because when you look at it on the inside of it, corporations like have this social like credit system to see how woke they are. That's mm-hmm. that's what that's what the clash is coming at. So I'm just like I'm torn between I don't know because with the Bud Light thing, so Bud Light knew that they hired that girl that was the VP of marketing, but they had no idea that she was going to totally destroy the company like she did. But when she did that, they replaced her like that. So I'm wondering if like the, yeah, kind of what you're saying that they're just uh, infiltrating corporations and trying to tank them as opposed to the corporations like, like actively deciding to do this. It's kind of, but wouldn't she have to have gotten approval from someone to be able to do such a thing? I don't know if she, well, maybe the, I don't know. Depends on, I guess, the hierarchy of the management. Because if, you know, the president of marketing or the president of the, the CEO just said, you know, I don't have time to worry about this right now. I'm just going to delegate this project to her. Then she exactly. would Exactly. Yeah, that's true. So, it's very true. But remember, she also came out after the fact and stood and said that Bud Light stood behind her and what, and what, and the, and what they did. Right. They tanked her after she made those statements and their sales continued to nosedive. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they tried to try to do damage control and blame it on her. And then she yes. said, Oh no, no, they allowed it. So, and then, but yeah. And then Bud Light turned around and started the CEO started saying, well, we're going to start saying that we were no, that we did not offer him any sort of partnership. Right. Dylan you Mulvaney. Know- and that's what you know, they started saying, but we're like, you can't do that damage control. It's not going to stick. So, you know, the difference. So think about it. They have been doing this, this pride stuff for years. It's just, it's just getting a little bit more aggressive now. And the main mm-hmm. factor that's different now, as opposed to before is Pluto being an Aquarius. So yeah, I think the reason why some of these corporations are still doing this stuff is because they think that nobody's going to do anything about it. The public's not going to react or respond or do anything like a boycott like this. I think that this is a new phenomenon that is just manifested with the Pluto Aquarius signature. I believe I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that because the boycott, um, not well, the, the energy of the boycotts have definitely picked up steam since that ingress through. Right. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see that because certain places are starting to do um certain lockdowns, too, since the ingress in a Capricorn. Like the WHO is trying to announce some sort of health um, database where they have all your health records. And oh, if they no. know you're traveling from one country to the next, they will literally tell you, well, you can't go here until you have until you comply with all of these orders. Oh, hell no. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That that shit like that's fixing to happen just to cross borders. Um possibly if they pass this. Like yeah, it's getting crazy there. Wow, that's ridiculous. Yes. Okay, so look at this. So when we're looking at the t- the target's solar progress chart, mm-hmm. 
we see two planets at 29 degrees of Taurus. So 27 degrees is the degree for um, for bankruptcy, right? So mm-hmm. some something al- along with the because cho- it's it's going into the sixth house, but it's also part of that stellum that's in the fifth house. So something um, do, to deal with the target's liberty or freedom of expression is now uh, spilling over into their their functions as as a business and yeah. it is going to definitely bankrupt them that's definitely that signature there um then we've got they're going to have to be reviewing their partnerships and how they go forward yeah what's the what is the um the 29th degree or the 18th degree of taurus in the saving symbols let me check let me check 18 of taurus first So 18 Taurus is a woman airing an old bag through a sunny window to give it air and sunshine. Um, It speaks of clearing up clutter, washing and purifying and bringing air and light to situations. It symbolizes psychotherapy and other self-help disciplines that cleanse and purify the mind, emotions and soul. Hmm. Okay, cleaning house. Okay, I like it. Yep. Then it says scrubbing, clean, and airing out, psychoanalysis, past life regressions or memories, renewal, throwing out the old, outworn, or outlived, renovations, and letting the sunshine in. Expecting the negative aspects are expecting others to take responsibility for cleaning up and airing out, mm-hmm. old, outworn things and memories, endless chatter about things that should be forgotten and mold. Ah, okay. So. There's things gone going right now that I think is going to change the whole corporate pride uh, advert for the for uh, the immediate future in, or indefinitely. I do think that, and I don't I don't say this, guys. It's just a disclaimer, okay? I'm just like kind of voicing what I see happening, but I do see the the public and just the consensus of uh, society in general starting to turn on the LGBT thing. And it's not that that people hate gay people. We just hate that you're trying to push the gay thing on everybody else. Oh, right? yeah. Okay. Yep. So I'm make sure because some people, not like I care. I'm not, I'm, I'm the last person I care about offending people. <laughs> I mean, know. no, I mean, I, I don't care what someone's sexual orientation is. I really don't. It's none of my business. I will respect you as a person, but right. don't force that down my kids' throats and tell them they have to be that way to be considered normal. That right. is what I find unacceptable. Let my children be who they choose to be, not who you want them to be. Exactly. Just because it's cool. Yeah, and see, I have a couple, like, I mean, I'm not saying like that token kind of commentary, but I do have a couple gay friends that are in Vegas, and none of them are, the ones that the ones that I'm friends with, none of them are out there, like, you know, in the streets for Pride Month. None of them are out there, you know, like uh, promoting this or like fighting to have certain books in schools. It's just Mm -hmm. weird. Like I don't and I'm not saying like I know a lot of gay people, but I just find it weird that the gay people I know aren't even doing that. And like even my neighbor next door, he went down to he went down to the he's like an old school guy. He's like, you know, almost the same age as my mom. And he says he was like one of one of the people who fought for gay rights back in the back in the 70s and all that shit. And he says that he goes down and, like, walks through the Pride uh, celebration at the park 
just to show his solidarity, but then he goes home because he doesn't want to associate with some of those people. Because And and I mentioned to him, I said, is it because your community is eating your own? And he goes, what? And I'm like, because you guys are, like, eating each other, like, you know, destroying each other. And he goes, yeah. He's like, I feel like I've been stabbed in the back, and I'm I'm one of the people that actually fought for everything that's going on right now. Yeah, it's because you're they. It's because you're not the if you're not the cookie cutter version of what it means to be that today. Yeah, it's more of a an agenda. Or again, I think it's like a lot of the cultural Marxist stuff, like integrating itself into movements. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the same thing too. I think like you know, classic feminism had a point, but then when cultural Marxism started to infiltrate into feminism, then we got social justice warriors. It's like you know, oh, yeah. And, and the LGB, which I, I I apparently am starting to hear online that that there are people in the gay community that are wanting to separate LGB from yes. TQ+. Plus. Yes, so, I've been hearing that. Yeah, so, you know, the TQ+, plus is like the Marxist part infiltrating into the gay community. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what it is. I, I, I don't think it's so much that all these movements are bad. I think that there's just bad intentions and conspiracies trying to infiltrate these these uh, agendas or movements to destroy them all. It's kind of, kind yeah. of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Which, which we'll still continue to see more of that going on. But oh, yeah. um, speaking of speaking of deterioration of stuff, when let me see, Pluto is retrograde right now and it's zero degrees. Oh, how yes. far how far into Capricorn is it gonna go back? Let me check. Let's go months. It doesn't even go direct until like November, I think. Mm, yeah. Let's see. Weeks. October. October. Okay. October, October 11th, and it's 27 degrees. What's the 27th degree of Capricorn for Sabian symbol? Okay. I know we've talked about that before, probably, but I need a refresher. <laughs> no, that's fine. Come on. All right. A mountain pilgrimage. The symbol shows being able to climb high, to rise to occasions, perform well, have a mission, and probably most importantly, to embark on spiritual journeys. Many people travel, but more often than not, it implies a spiritual striving, an ascent in consciousness, and the ability to transcend earlier, more immediate matters. There is always the desire or the need to strive further, to learn more on the path to understanding and transcendence. Um, let's see here. Setting off on a mission, spiritual, material, corporate, or political striving, rarefied atmospheres, spiritual journeys, striving for the highest office. High moral stand with no depth of feeling, feeling high above. Cutting off, aloneness and separation, haughtiness, intellectual snobbery, untouchable. <laughs> striving for the highest office got my attention there. Something's going to be going on. Yeah. There's going to be well, debates probably at the time. Yeah, that and also um, towards October, I think, isn't it December that Trump has one of his indictment hearings? I believe so. 
Yeah, and then I have no idea what's going on, when the DOJ is going to, like, I know they just announced it, but, like, the guy was saying that it's a fast, speedy trial. I don't know if it's going to gonna, gonna uh, come out before the, the, the date for him to go to court. It's going to come out before December or after, um, but... Anyway, I don't um, know. I but when, when when we get to that topic, I do have comments on that, but I'll wait till we get there. All right, let's move along then. We have DeSantis, uh his presidential bid announcement. Is this the one where he did it on Twitter? Yes. Okay. That, that is the exact time of the announcement. That's awesome. They should do this kind of stuff more often so we have exact timestamps. Yep. anyway okay so just for everybody following along out there may 24th 2023 wednesday at 107 p.m we put tallahassee florida are we should we put tallahassee florida or should we did he did the announcement in tallahassee okay that makes sense okay yeah yeah Yeah. i was thinking like doing it for twitter headquarters but never mind anyway okay so um He's a Virgo, by the way. Oh, we'll go into his own chart in a minute, but let, this let's just dissect to the announcement first. I'm just excited to talk about Virgo stuff. Um, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> he's got what? It's 29 degrees of Leo on the ascendant. Is in Regulus oh. right there? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. I don't have that on the chart, but yeah. What is Regul? What does Regulus represent again? Oh, I don't he's- use it very often. Um, let me let me pull it up because I know Trump has it in his rising. Oh. <laughs> um, let's, pull, let's find it. Let's find it. Regulus is one of the most fortunate stars in the heavens. It portends glory, riches, and power to all who are born under its influence. Okay. Okay, so that that's on the that's on the ascendant right there next to Trans Pluto. Um, you know, I do think that Ron, DeS- I don't know, I think Ron DeSantis is a potentially good candidate for president at some point or another. I personally, I don't think so, but I think like in general, he's the kind of he's the kind of character that people would want. Um, but uh, I I don't think that his time's going to be per- particularly right now. I also thought that was interesting too. You saw he passed that legislation in Florida where he made it so he doesn't have to resign as governor if he runs for yes, president. I saw that. I'm like, I literally saw that. I'm like, this guy literally used the power of the executive to get what he needed. Yeah. And you know, I think that that's kind of like a, um, that speaks volumes to his confidence in this race. Because like he, and I'm not saying, like, you couldn't do this just in case, but the fact that he felt the need to do that, which I kind of think is, is – I think that's kind of shafty, in my opinion. Um, but uh, I thought it was weird, to be honest, because it kind of comes across and, you know, not a control freak thing, but he wants to make sure things are running properly. Right. Or he's Like, he's not willing to give up what he's done. Exactly. To become president, but if he com- becomes president, then he'll like, okay, see you later, Florida. But but you know he doesn't want to lose his standing. Exactly. Just kind of like <sighs> disclaimer. I'm not a big fan of Virgos, guys. So I might talk a bunch of smack about <laughs> Santa. Sorry. As soon as I found out he's a Virgo, I was like, oh no, no. 
Anyway. Well, I mean, for me, it just it literally helped illustrate the character for me because it was like, all right, he looked like he talks like a Virgo. He, you know, he he presents himself as a Virgo. Like, yes, he's very much a Virgo. Mm-hmm. And trying to look like all perfect and stuff. That's so funny. <laughs> Because Vir- especially the more like clean cut they look out on the outside, the more of a hot mess they are behind closed doors. But we'll wow. we'll get into that when we look at this chart. I'm not gonna yes. make assumptions. Okay, okay. Anyway, so Trans Pluto's on the ascendant. So something about this announcement is changing his um, will be changing his identity in in politics. So he's it's, he's already you know nece- not necessarily a uh, seen as a good guy per se when we're talking about just the general mainstream media narrative. But this is this signifies something that there's going to be a transition of his of his reputation because of this. Um, second house we got Libra, third house. Uh, um, he's so he's going to be the third house emphasizes the south node there. He's going to be using a lot of like, well, look at how good I did for Florida, which I mean is a great argument. Okay, look at how I did for good for Florida. That's going to be his whole like. I don't. I didn't actually watch his speech. I think I like saw tidbits of it. Did he talk about how, um, you know, well, look what I did for Florida. I can do that for America too. Did he say that? I don't recall him saying. I mean, I didn't really watch it either. But from what I can recall that I saw, it was all about we need to bring, you know, we need to bring order back to America. We need to, you know. It's the comeback for America is what his campaign's about. Yeah, that's the only thing I did hear about is that, like, he's, like, promising yeah. everything Trump was doing. Pretty much. And it's – here's the thing, too, that I saw, that he released an ad in which his, – here, his campaign released an ad that was an AI – rep. Uh, I don't know if it was an image that the AI replicated because they're able to do this now – of mm-hmm. Trump embracing Fauci. Oh, so okay. that south node in the third really does make sense to me because it's like if he's not careful in how he's doing his communication, he's really going to fuck himself up. Mm-hmm. Not just that. Remember that day there was a delay on him getting on Twitter. Yeah, they're claiming it was a crash because yes. uh, because of like the server being too overloaded or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, well, anyway. I think at the same time, uh, I think that might have been something internal that Elon maybe not, didn't catch right away. Because as you saw um, for the 1st of June, the the What is a Woman documentary was, was uploaded to Twitter for, for free. And then yes. some internal person of safety and whatever uh, came forward and, and put a slap on it and said that they can't be retweeted and all that. And then Elon had to figure out who did that, and he had to he had to go and fire them. So I wouldn't be shocked if somebody internally caused some sort of upset with Twitter when DeSantis tried to announce that. In fact, yeah. hold on. Where's Eris in this chart? Um, the ninth house. Hmm. Okay. I wouldn't. Yeah, if Eris was on like the angles, then I could see that somebody actually or Palace, and I don't see either one. So I don't think it was that. I think it was just. Yeah, them overloading the servers or them underestimating like their overestimating their capacity or whatever. Um, the fourth house is empty, which means that um, I translate that to like um, his message wasn't really received very well to average citizens. 
Like, it didn't make any kind of substantial, wow. Like, I've seen some commenters make make the comparison between when Trump first announced he was running for president in 2016 to Ron DeSantis now. And there's just, you know, it's, it's uh, missing its lackluster or enthusiasm or everybody's like, oh, wow, Ron DeSantis is running. I think the person it was a, that, it was a nothing but, burger. Right. I think the only person that's that's that showed this most much excitement for Ron DeSantis running is a George Soros. <laughs> yes. 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 Cause he had that yes. whole speech about that. He's all like, I, you know, I'm a, uh, what what do you say? Um, that DeSantis would be a formidable opponent and will take down Trump. And I'm like, excuse me. Yeah. I mean, when I heard when when I was watching the DeSantis announce, you know, or just you know looking at feedback and just me thinking about it, when I see the ads because these ads are airing in South Carolina already, it's annoying as shit. <laughs> I'm watching them and I'm like, bro, you come across like the typical politician. Like, yeah. my gut tells me I can't trust you. Now, I love what he's done in Florida. Don't get me wrong. He's a great governor for the state of Florida. But I agree with you. It's, mm. it's, he, 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 potentially, yes, he would make a great president. Now's not the time. Yeah. I'm going to give you all my prediction on the ticket, but it's mm-hmm. not his time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if. I personally do think that if DeSantis was genuine about what what he wants to do, like Trump is, I think that a, a Trump DeSantis ticket would have been in the works a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because that would have been that would have been perfect, right? If Trump ran for president and then asked DeSantis if he wanted to be his VP, and then you know we had like the succession of when Trump gets out, then he can run for president, that kind of thing. But I, I don't know. I, Well, I mean, but here's the thing. You got to remember, this is, I mean, literally, politics, they say it's war, and it's reality. No, it's a fucking show. All of this is preset in motion. Trump wants, you know, the only way you get ratings, oh, trust me, there's going to be record ratings to tune in to see DeSantis and Trump go at it in in debates. Mm -hmm. You're going to see record numbers of people tuning into that shit. But, yeah. I mean, they're going to get ratings. That's the only reason why that guy's running. It's ratings. Gets yep. him out there. Well, same thing, too, with, like, how CNN just recently had a town hall just with Trump. I was yes. like, tell me you're desperate for views without telling me you're desperate for views. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like they're so excited to talk about Trump in general that, like, oh, my God, they're, like, salivating at the mouth. But anyway, um. You see Saturn in the seventh house. That is a signature for a fear of commitment. So think about this. So this is DeSantis' announcement chart. He's got that Saturn signature right there in the seventh house that he is a, he is fearing to commit to other people. So that that right there is a is like a huge red flag for me. I was like, does that mean that you're not serious about running for president, or does that mean that you're not serious about what you're claiming you're running on? Yeah, that's a good question. And it's in where? In Pisces? So yep. it's it's hidden motives. Right. He has a right. hidden motive behind it. And obviously it is for popularity gain. That's how I see it. It's all about popularity gain. And I, I do think that in some way, shape, or form, George Soros is financially endorsing him. Probably. But 
they're not going to come out and say it, but yeah. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. But I mean, it's just weird. Because he George, does fund other Republican, you know, type of things that, that go against Trump. Yeah. Anything that would sabotage Trump. So yeah, I guarantee, I guarantee that's going there. So um, he's also got Neptune in the eighth house. So he is trying to hide his secrets. So I don't know exactly what secrets he may have. We'll probably look into that as we look at his, uh, his birth chart. Then he's got a lot going on in the ninth house. Uh, oh, well, this is this is an announcement chart. So, uh, what it, did he has he made any kind of stance about the war in Ukraine yet or no? Let me check. I don't believe so. I know Nikki Haley did, and she lost my support. What the hell did she say? That we need to support the war on the Ukraine at all costs. Oh God, of course. And I'm is. like. I'm like, lady, I loved you as a governor, but you don't have my vote at all. You wow. lost me that quick. Wow. Let's see. I'm Ukraine war. I can't believe the thing that Liz- Lindsey Graham said, too. You heard that, right? What did he say? He said something about how. But the money in Ukraine that we sent over there is like until Zelensky. He said, this is the money, uh, you know, Russians are dying and this is the best money we ever spent. Oh, yes, I saw that. I was fuming because, girl, that is our. Yeah, I thought that was so fucking fake for a second. I had to like triple check that. No, it's not fake. It's not fake. And if these voters vote for for him, I'm going to be, oh, my God, livid. And see, I don't have him as my senator. I think we have Ralph Norman and he's just as crooked. Mm-mm. Let me see here. So he he called Russian President Vladimir Putin a war criminal and condemned his invasion of Ukraine. A week after coming under criticism for remarks that seemed to advocate for a reduction in U.S. support for Ukrainian forces. So he walked those comments back. Okay. So he's, he's a flip flopper. He, he, yeah, of course he is. He's on the same bandwagon as everybody else, but he realized that this is a hot dis- hot discussion, so he walked yeah. it back. Oh, God, I hate Burgos. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they never, oh, my goodness. Uh, they're, like, such people, like, it's it's almost like the Lieber thing with being people pleasers, but, like, they're willing to manipulate information uh, just to make them look better, and oof. I just feel like this is going to happen more. Anyway. Um, no. I just love how they come at, at it as a matter of fact. Like, they got the facts ready for you. Like, hold up. One moment. Let me get my receipts. Yeah. Right? And they're yeah. sitting there with the little thing. Da-da-da-da-da. da 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 They got everything down, written down, prepped down. I lo- yes. They do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So seeing the sun in the 10th house there, um, it's also expecting that tran- that trans-Pluto in the first house. So this definitely is the beginning of his entire reputation going a completely different direction. And so I'm very curious to see exactly what that's going to entail. Um, we also do see in the 12th house, we got a bunch of planets there. Uh, that's, uh, you know, conspiracies and hidden motives and stuff. So he's hiding how he feels about this. He's hiding his motives on why he's doing this. And the palace right there, mm, that makes me feel weary. Okay, so palace is associated with, it's like Uranus, associated with wake-up calls and sudden changes or shocks. 
It rules higher understanding of things. It can be difficult and demanding. This this energy can also be quite violent or disruptive, even destructive at times. So the fact that he's got that in the twelfth house like really makes me like uh, nervous. Um, it's. Then it I says, think he realized at that moment just how much his life is changing. Mm-hmm. And it says for Pallas and Leo, you like to play with words. You may write or be involved in a creative project in the world of the arts or, you know, performance. Um, and then Black Moon Lilith being there as well. I mean, uh, he's going to, so he's going to, like, what, Black Moon Lilith and Leo is all about, like, trying to be the martyr or, like, I'm going to tell the truth no matter what or I'm going to be the be the good guy no matter what. So, like, he's... His whole, I think, like, uh, gimmick is going to be for him to make himself look like Trump is a bad guy by attacking him or something like that. That he's the more polished, honest person and not childish or something like that. Um, but that aside, the whole moon and Mars being in the 12th house for an announcement like this makes me super mm. nervous. And then you see... We got the moon and Mars opposite Pluto right there. Yeah, it, that that right there is, house. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and Pluto being in the fifth house is typically like, you know, controlling or a strategy to control. And, and the fifth house has to do with liberty and freedom. That that kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah, that scares me too. So I'm like, mm, I don't well, know. Yeah. Well, that's what like, I keep saying, like these establishment types that we've had, and he's one of those. It's no, we, I think this Pluto coming into Aquarius is, is going to usher in a revolution that we need to have. And that's yeah. destroying these parties that have, that have, because the Democrat party is not what it used to be. Right. Yeah. The Republican party, like. I live in the South. I love where I live, but I hate to say it. It's a bunch of, you know, Southern white people that think they're the shit. Yeah. It's the, it's the rhinos, you know, and no, it's no, it's a, I'm tired of career politicians, to be honest. <laughs> right. Right. All right. So I know we were going to go in order, but skip down two of them and let's go to okay. Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis chart real quick. That's fine. I'm going to keep talking smack about him until I look at this. And I'm probably going to talk smack about him now. Okay, speaking <laughs> of talking smack about him, notice that we couldn't find a birth time for Ron DeSantis. I was like, that that's usually my first, like, unless you're born, like, 100 years ago, there's no reason why you can't have a birth time available. And which makes me weary. Like, the people who don't have birth times are, like, Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. And, you know, Trump has his birth time. It's there. It was, it's even, um... Pre uh, uh, mapped out in Solar Fire software. You don't even have to look it up. Donald Trump's is one of the example charts. That is in, awesome. In business. Yeah. So, like, he volunteered it. So, I'm like, hell yeah. Anyway, so Ron DeSantis is a Virgo. He's born September 14th, 1978, Thursday. I put 12 p.m., but I put it at zero degrees of Aries. So, we can apply the planets and the houses that they are, uh, as well as the aspects. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. So we obviously don't know what exactly what his rising is, which would be nice to know. What if you were gonna guess what his rising is? What do you think it is? Oh my goodness. 
Like he's got he's got almost like the Leo nose. Let me let me pull up a picture it of him. It kind of does. Let me look at him. DeSantis. Okay. So he is how old is this guy? 44 years old. Okay, so he's old enough to still have his hair. That's fine. Um He's definitely got that Libra Mars in him cuz I see like the Libra in him, but it's that's the Libra Mars. So his eyes are kind of far apart. I don't know if he's a Pisces rising. Um, I I wouldn't be shocked if he's a Leo rising or maybe a Capricorn rising. I, I was getting Capricorn by looking at him. Yeah. Yeah, because he looks very polished. stern. Yeah, how serious he is, how polished he is. Yes. How fixated he is on his uh, reputation and all that. Um, yes. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Capricorn, too. Okay, that's... I was just curious. I was like, hmm, okay. So, if theoretically his, his uh, rising was a Capricorn, that would put him... That would put his... That would put um, his Neptune in the first house. But, anyway, that would be fascinating, wouldn't it? That would be, like, hiding himself. But, okay... So let's just pick out what we can. So he has an Aquarius moon. And Aquarius moon people are notorious for, well, um, they they seem to be more intellectual than emotional. They seem to be aloof or um, it says they distrust emotions and can be seen as irrational or unpredictable. And it says that you may have viewed your mother as an emotional, emotionally erratic or a mess. People with um, Aquarius moons tend to be emotionally abusive or um, it's just like a trauma signature in general. Like somebody who and it doesn't shock me, honestly, with him being a Virgo and then him having an Aquarius moon. He's a very super analytical person. Sure. But he's very heartless, detached. So like the difference between him and Trump that I'm that I've am seeing is that. He's, they're both supposedly saying they're going to do the same things. Trump wants to do those things because he feels it's the right thing to do. DeSantis is doing it because he feels like that's what the people want him to do. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, you know, it's, yeah, there's no, there's no emotional drive to get things done. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I'm doing it because either my career depends on it my social standing in the world depends on it um or he's just trying to be successful yeah that too he's he's aiming for that capricorn yeah so he's got that humanitarian bs that the aquarius archetype is supposed to be supposedly known for they care about the world but they they don't like people Mm -hmm. so that kind of thing um i think that's also why his announcement was such a lackluster and also, too, didn't he just announce it on Twitter and, like, there was nobody there? It was just him by himself on Twitter? Yeah, because like, I, think, I think they had a ton of viewers and then they lost the viewers. So, like, you know how Trump did it. He had, like, people come to his Trump Tower. He yeah. announced it in front of him. And then there were TV cameras. But yes. Ron DeSantis didn't have that kind of connection or care to connect with people. He was just making the announcement so it can be seen. Well, Elon wanted to also work with him to do the announcement in that fashion. And they expected 
record numbers to tune in, and they did not. Well, right, but think about it. Ron DeSantis could have had, like, an announcement party wherever yeah. he was, just like Trump does all the time. Yeah. And he could have celebrated with those people, and he could have still been recorded for Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he could have. He didn't do that because he has no... <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to make make assumptions like that, but I, I get this feeling like he doesn't have a huge social circle. He doesn't have a lot of friends, just because he's not emotionally available. Because that's that's really what the the Aquarius Moon translates to is an emotionally unavailable person. Dang. Right. I don't know if you know any Aquarius Moon people, but they're usually typically heartless. Um, they're, they lack un, emotional understanding or empathy. I'm not saying that, like, they're all psychopaths or anything like that, but, like, they're not the person you go to if you need to vent or you need some sort of emotional support or, you know, if you want to um, talk about your problems or anything like that. Like, you definitely don't go to an Aquarius moon person. They don't care. Oh, yeah, you don't. Yeah. They'll, like, tell you, like, this is what you could do to try to fix this, but don't come at me again with your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so um again that's the big difference i'm seeing between desantis and trump is that trump is very emotionally connected to uh, the the country and the people desantis is not so i think that that's where the huge cult following for trump is there and the one for desantis is not because trump has clearly made it even though trump is unhinged sometimes and kind of immature and does some weird weird shit like really dude but it's because he cares so much and he's dramatic, you know, but um, let's see what else we got. We've got, he's got Kiron in Taurus and that being in the second house is like a double whammy. Um, well, cause we don't have his ascendant, but um, Kieran in Taurus is associated with a lack of self-worth or feeling like he doesn't, he's not good enough financially. So he feels that something is wrong with suffering through financial loss or fear of financial insecurity, or this could apply to values as well. So he could feel, so if I was going to piece this apart, like, as this is a client's chart, I would ask him, you know, did you have some sort of erratic abusive relationship with your mother? And if you did, then your lack of self-worth would manifest in your adult life. That's how that would translate. So if his mom would say, you know, you know, rude things to him or things that, you know, are not appropriate to, to say to a child. And, but, you know, some, you know, nihilistic adults would say something like that to another adult. If you tear a child down when they're very sensitive and, you know, um, to, to everything their adults are saying, their parents are saying, and it eats away at their self-worth, that's what that translates to. So, I mean, regardless if this is DeSantis or this was a client's chart, I would definitely see a history of there being a detachment with his mother which does project into his lack of attachment to people and why he doesn't have an emotional connection with his work or people are general. So honestly, for him to work in the public sphere for quote unquote, the people is actually very dangerous for a person like this to be in power because he isn't going to have, he's not going to have like that deep down. I feel like I, I know what the right thing to do is. He's not going to have that kind of epiphany or validation He's going to do whatever he's being told to do or whatever the law says to do. And he doesn't he doesn't he won't have any kind of standards or moral ethics that will get in the way of him just be uh, following orders. 
and that's the kind of that's that's the kind of thing that makes him like a ideal candidate for George Soros to endorse or a rhino in general. Like some yeah. people are even comparing him like to be nothing better than Jeb Bush. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I, I can see it. Um, he's got Blackman Lilith in his fourth house, and it's in Cancer, so. That also entails that his mother was emotionally abusive in some way, shape, or form. So he did not have a great upbringing. I don't know who his mom is, but damn, that lady did a number on him. Then he's got the Stellum of Virgo, including his his North Node, you know, his Mercury, his Saturn. So he's got a good analytical head on his shoulders. He can get things done. He can follow orders. Um, he's very procedural um, and... and and um, very detail-oriented. So, make no mistake, everything that DeSantis does is thoroughly calculated and has a specific ulterior motive or reason for why he does it. So, if he does anything in the future, and then, like, how Yomi was saying how he walked back some comments, before he even, like, when he made those initial comments, he walked back. He knew thoroughly how he felt, what he was saying, and, and what he should say. And the only reason why he walked it back is because he's wishy-washy about making himself look a certain way to the public. That's basically it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he's got Pluto um, in the same sign as his Mars. So Mars and Pluto's conjunction is an emphasis on uh, doing strategically dirty, uh, dirty um, um, actions, being really secretive people with a Libra Mars also that being in the detriment is associated with a lot of passive aggressiveness. So he would prefer instead of making a scene in public or causing some sort of fight or conflict, he would prefer to, to sabotage somebody from behind the scenes than to make a big scene in public in the public eye. So I think the, the, these um, discussions when he has debates with Trump are going to be interesting. I think oh, that Trump's yeah. going to run his mouth a lot, like he always does. And Santos is just going to stand there dumbfounded a lot. And <laughs> I do think that Trump's going to run circles around him. I really do. That's going to be interesting to see because if yeah, I, I, I can see him getting stumped quite a bit. Yeah. No one's ever ready to take on Trump. Yeah. And, you know, really, like, <laughs> and, and Ron's kind of tactic with he doesn't like to attack back. Like he in general in press conferences and stuff like that, he's got to be really rehearsed on what he's going to say. So he can't be rehearsed for all the random shit Trump's going to bring up. It's going to be random. So, like, I feel like he's really just going to stonewall and just sit there silent or just shake his head no while Trump continues to talk. And I do think that that's just going to make DeSantis look worse. And I do think that Trump in some way, shape, or form is going to pick up on that DeSantis doesn't care about people, and he's going to bring that up, and DeSantis is just going to have a look on his face. I definitely am going to be focusing on body language with Ron DeSantis when they're having their debates, because I do think he's not going to talk as much as Trump does. Um, Trump's just going to rail over his ass. Um, Let's see. He's got... Uranus and, and Venus in, uh, in Scorpio. Uh, I mean, I don't really have to go too much into that. That basically says he has some, 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 some sort of abnormal intimacy. Uh, could be sexual things. I don't, I don't really want to go into that because that's, that's kind of stuff that 
we don't need to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> but no, no. Um, mm-hmm. th- then we've got um, Neptune and Sagittarius. So people with Neptune and Sagittarius are just as bad as people born with Neptune and Pisces. Super detached from reality. So what I think is really funny is that he feels like he is very grounded, being all that Virgo in him and all that. He feels he's super realistic, rational, analytical, uh, you know, effective, that kind of thing. But he is completely detached from reality. And I would say that's primarily due to he has no emotional attachment to anybody. I don't know how his how his uh his marriage he's married, right? He's got a yes. he's got a wife, doesn't he? I yes. don't know how that's going or whatever, but uh you know, even him having Pluto and Mars in, in Libra, too, would insinuate that he's kind of not I'm not saying he's a wife beater or anything like that, but he's definitely not emotionally available for his wife. And that uh, in general, like he he's probably like a um, a control freak at home as well. But again, he has just no emotional connection to anyone. And I think that that's where that Neptune and Sagittarius manifests with the lack of uh, perception uh, and reality is because he thinks that just being fixated on procedural organization stuff, methodical things, that he is here grounded in in reality, but he's not actually connected to anyone or anything. And that's where the fantasy is that he thinks that none of that matters, which is interesting. But so the main takeaway I noticed with, with Trump and, and DeSantis, uh, they're both, they're both mutable. So they're both flexible, but Trump has the heart to do this job and to do the right thing. And the fact that Ron DeSantis is coming back and basically saying he's going to do all the things that Trump is already going to do. He's not doing it because he cares. He's doing it because he knows that that's what people want, that that's what the base wants. So either he has orchestrated that he's just going to be a a copycat of what Trump is doing, or he's being coached to do that, which could go either way because he's the perfect puppet. I mean, I think, yeah, I think he was put in to take away votes from Trump, to try to take away votes from Trump any way he can. Now, also, what's his name? Um, Pence announced that he was running. Did that he? is going to be really funny to watch. Because <laughs> if he seriously thinks that the base is going to support him, he is so sadly mistaken. According to the base that supports Trump, he betrayed us on the 6th. Yep. So, I don't even know why the man's running. But I think it's, you know, he's one of those basically to... Either take away votes or just to add to the drama and the spectacle that's going to be the election. Yep. And I think it's really funny, too. I remember back in 2016 when he was when Trump was choosing his VP. I remember there there were so many people who were criticizing him picking Pence. I did. I was like, that's not a good match. Yeah. Like he and Trump came out and defended that and basically said, like, he wants to win Indiana. So that's why he picked Pence. I'm like, that's a bad reason to pick somebody. <laughs> yeah, very bad. I mean, we still we still had like I like me and like me and my husband like to say the best four years economically that we had in our lives because we're never gonna see shit like that again. Um 
we had that at least with Pence there with Trump, but yeah, it Pence was only because of Trump. Exactly, yeah. Pence is an idiot. We don't need Pence. Well, I saw the latest, um, the latest uh, speech from Trump or whatever his press release, and he he was hopping back to something DeSantis said about him, and then he's because I guess Ron DeSantis said this is per Trump. Ron DeSantis said, "Why would you elect Trump when he's only got four years? When you can elect me, and I have eight years." Trump's comeback was, who the hell wants to elect somebody who takes eight years to fix something? We need stuff fixed now. Give me six months. Yeah, because it's the truth. He gets shit done in six months. Yeah, and that's what he said. He said, you know, he's like, in the first year, I improved so much. And this time, I'm going to go in. I already know the ins and outs of the job, so I'll get it done twice as fast. Oh, my gosh. No, let me look. The CBS, the latest poll from CBS has... Haley with three percent of the support in the in the in the poll. Pence has four percent. Tim Scott has four percent. That's a black man that's running for um for president. He is a South Carolina senator. Okay. DeSantis twenty three percent. Donald Trump sixty one percent. Oh wow. <laughs> if, if they seriously think that all of this that they're throwing at him is going to lower his poll numbers, it's not. Like I was telling Devin this weekend, I was like, the only way to secure a Trump win in 2026 is if all states on the East Coast went red immediately at close. They're not going to have time to change those votes at that time. Polls are going to close and those votes are going to be calculated. If there is a red wave like you have been saying is coming. They won't be able to cheat. Right. Right. And Trump has been talking about doing um, ballot harvesting as well. Yes. So he says that he's been training. He trained some of the people he was endorsing for the midterms to do ballot harvesting. And he says it worked in California. That's why a lot of the districts turn red. That's awesome. So Trump has basically, you know, become a master of the game with ballot harvesting. So even if that's their way to cheat, like he knows how it works now. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not worried at all. I'm not worried. Me I'm neither. Worried. I ain't worried. The fact that <laughs> I think I think George Soros even mentioning out loud too that Ron, that he endorses Ron DeSantis and having to like vocalize to the public that you know Trump is washed up and that DeSantis can totally you know take him out. Uh, the fact that you know a powerful man that powerful doesn't have to talk. Yep. And the fact that he is talking means that he's losing control. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it's funny. All right. So let's look at, uh, go back up to, to the uh, 2024 GOP convention. It's just two charts up. Okay. This is for July 15th, 2024, Monday. Uh, I, I don't know for sure if this is the exact time, but I looked at the previous GOP convention in 2020, and it was uh, it started at 8:30 p.m. They did say that this is the date that the 2024 will happen. So I don't know if it, the time is exact, but if let's let's assume it is, um, this one will be in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We have Pluto on the ascendant, which is a death signature for some crazy reason. Um, I don't know how that would. What would you think if there was a death signature on the GOP convention, the Republican National Convention, Mm. what would you think that would be the death of? Like the GOP as it is? 
I believe so, because you're going to have those never Trumpers that are going to be fighting hard. And right. then you're going to have, you know, the ones saying like, like it wasn't like it wasn't 2016. The ones that said, no, we need to give Trump his votes. They're all Trump's votes. Right. It's. It's going to I think we're going to we're going to be hearing about that type of drama, but on a much higher scale. Right. And Pluto's retrograde during this time as well. So there's going to yep. be a lot of fear and hysteria going on with the death of the GOP. Could also be transformation as well. So, I mean, this could be this could be taken as both a death and a transformation chart for the GOP. This could which, cement also um, Trump transforming the, the party to what he's been trying to transform it to. Oh, yeah, because he's been working at that. He's been working at that, like, for yep. sure. Oh, think about this, too. So if the let's tie this into what's going on right now versus the the, the convention. So a lot of the donors are corporations, right? Mm hmm. So what if a lot of these corporations like go bankrupt or and or lose a lot of money and they don't have money to endorse candidates? That or they decide to not endorse candidates because they fear boycott. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it's something like that. Something is going to change with the conventions in some way, shape, or form, like a lack of funding, or Trump's going to completely finish gutting it, or it's going to be hijacked by different donors, or something to that. Something's going on where it's not going to be the same anymore. No. Uh, then we've got Saturn and Neptune in the second house. So. Gosh, they're both retrograde too. Yeah. Yep. So Saturn is uh, when it's retrograde, similar to Pluto, fear, uh, anxiety of performance, that kind of thing. Um, it, when Saturn's in the second house, it says you may experience feelings of emotional or financial poverty. <laughs> so, wow, I wonder, what an energy to be in. Right, right. I mean, like, and then Pisces, um, it says that you're a compassionate, intuitive worker, but you're also very anxious and fearful. And may, you may experience strong karma to be worked through in this lifetime. So you got to think about this. This is the this is like not just the conventions chart, but this is like the Republican committee. Yeah. So essentially in a, in an event. So think about it. So they're feeling they're bankrupt or feeling some sort of a tightness, poverty or end of days kind of thing, like the death and transformation signature on the ascendant. They're fearful. So. What if they have no choice but to give Trump the nomination because they don't have the money and Trump's the one that's bringing in the money right now at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. And um, also, too, I, I think that. I think that there's just going to be like a bunch of people secretly talking in, in this convention saying that, like, you know, Trump basically controls everything now. Well, it's like that saving symbol for Aquarius of um, zero degrees. Where it talks about secret meetings taking place. Right. Yeah. So they're just going to be like, you know, Trump has basically, you know, moved the strategy and the, the chess pieces all in the right spot to where it's checkmate no matter which way we go. Yeah. That's that's kind of what's good. And you see Kieran there is also in that house. So a violation of this. What's the exact wording? It says you, your sense of being has been violated in some way. You may fear asserting yourself, 
You may also overcompensate by attempting to be the first at everything. Physically, you may suffer head wounds, and you may become a pioneer in which ways to serve humanity. Carry on in the second house, you suffer pain through financial loss or fear of financial insecurity. You have emotional wounds that lead to poor self-esteem, and you search for self-worth that may mean that you are able later in life to help others find their own worth. So we're going into this uh, GOP convention where everybody that runs this convention is just like, this is doomsday. Yeah. Which we, which, <laughs> uh, I mean, I already, I've already predicted that Trump's going to not only be the nominee, but win the election. So the fact that this is the first day going into the convention, because the convention goes for July 15th, July 16th, July 17th, and July 18th. So that this is like the ambiance of the event when it begins. They already know they're doomed. Yeah, they and, have no choice. But uh, I mean, yeah, Trump. It, it Trump's. It is Trump's party. It has been Trump's party for years. Yep. Yep. And then we see Eris in the third house of communications. That insinuates that some stuff probably won't be aired on the news that's going on at these conventions. There might be a disruption in people's speeches. Um, there might be people like just bailing on doing their speeches, that kind of thing. Um, then we've got uh, Uranus and Mars and Jupiter all in the fourth house. So people, you know, um, uh, I would say Uranus and Mars being conjunct right there. People are going to be defensive about um, anything abnormal or weird going on or that could also be a similar signature to the Pluto and Aquarius, like people watching the convention and saying, yeah, this guy's just a typical career politician, just lying through his teeth, blah, 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 blah. Cause you also see that that's trying to Pluto in the first house. Yeah. So part of the death of the GOPs, uh, the rhinos will be a lot of the backlash and attitude from the Trump support base, the MAGA base, and just, you don't even have to be MAGA really anymore to be tired of everything going on. I mean, there's even people who are never Trumpers or not even Republican that are just tired of suffering. And I think that, you know, the the main thing that, that I think everybody across the board can agree with is I do think that there's people center, left, and right that don't think that the war in Ukraine is good and or they don't want to financially support it when we're doing so financially poor in this country. And Trump is the only one across the entire spectrum who's saying, I want to end the war in Ukraine with Ukraine and, and Russia because I don't want people to die. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard a president say something like that in my lifetime. I haven't. Yeah. So, you know, for him to be saying that in the peak of Uranus and Taurus signature, which is notorious for war, I think that's a huge refreshing thing that I think is going to um like echo across across all spectrums when it comes politically speaking so i think that's going to be the huge difference between trump and everybody else and uh, i can't wait to see the debates when, when when it starts when they start talking about you know do you support the war in ukraine and, and then trump just comes up and says so you guys support the slaughtering of innocent lives i can just <laughs> yeah. totally just i, I can't up. wait i can't <laughs> wait oh my gosh uh Okay, um, fifth house has nothing in it. That's the fifth and eleventh house both have nothing in it, which has to do with the future. So um, I, basically, the death signature on the ascendant, and then 
two of the future houses being completely empty kind of speaks volumes to the the uh, existence of the GOP convention or the rhinos as they are at this moment. They're definitely, you know, it's the Titanic for them. Yeah. For sure. And this is going to be like the moment when like the whole orchestra is playing as it's going down shit. Um, yeah. Um, then we got a stellum of Leo into the seventh house. So everybody who's going to be there talking is going to be all about me, me, me. I can do this better. I can do this. I can do that. That kind of thing. Um, uh, Libra in the eighth house of self-secrets means that all the candidates that are going to be trying to fight for this are secretly coercing uh, behind the scenes together and working together. Shocker. Um, then we've got... A moon, the moon with Pallas uh, in the ninth house of so the mind, uh, defensive kind of feelings, vigilante justice. That's kind of what that spells. So that's the. I I think that 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 narrative is going to be like everybody's everybody who's going to be running for president through the GOP is going to say. Biden screwed up everything and we got to undo all of that. And a bunch of the people running against Trump are going to claim that they're going to do the same things as Trump, but just not be as mean about it. That kind of thing. Um, yeah. So the tr there's a chart for that. Um, then we have the next chart, the last day of the GOP convention. Don't even think I feel like I need to go into this because I just did this to see if I could get like a feeling of how the, how the convention's going to end. Um, uh, oh, ne that Neptune's in, in the first house there. It's not near the Ascendant, but Neptune in the first house emphasizes on um, experiencing a lack of boundaries between others and yourself, may show some vagueness in your self-expression, may have the ability to create a fantasy world of your own, and you may need to clarify for yourself who you really are. <laughs> so basically, like, yeah, that just kind of sums up that the, the GOP convention or the arts... RC whatever is they're just going to feel like they they have no reason to exist anymore because what they're for is it's supposed to be the the elites and the corporations coming together and conspiring to decide who they want to run for president. So the conventions are just created for basically the elite people to decide who their puppet guy is going to be. And the fact that they don't actually seem to have the the ability to choose who they want to choose and they're going to have to choose trump in some way shape or form that they feel like what's the damn point of this convention if we don't even get to choose who goes goes up to the podium yeah so <laughs> i don't even have to look at the rest of that chart i already got it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um eh, let's see well so I was I have all Trump's charts like his solar return charts and Ron DeSantis solar return charts and all that, but and I was I kind of just made those so we could devil into who will win. But after look, I didn't look at any of these charts prior to us discussing them, so uh, I don't even feel like I really need to go into the return charts for DeSantis or Trump to to see who's gonna win because obviously right out the gate Donald Trump's gonna get the nomination. And I'm not worried about that. And also, I I saw that uh that Dr. Steve Turley guy he he highlighted that one of the historians that predicts the outcomes of presidential elections, he's predicted I think the last like ten 
accurately presidential elections that have happened. And he uh-huh. said he said a hundred years ago when there was a, I think it was Herbert Hoover or somebody. I, I don't remember the exact president, but he said there was this exact situation going on where a recession happened and the sitting president or the, the party of the sitting president basically lost reelection because of a recession. He says that nowhere in U.S. history when there's been like a depression or recession going on, did the same party that holds office get reelected? So the yeah, because when because when Bush was in office, the recession started with him, and we ended up with Obama. Yep. So the 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 historian even says flat out that there that it will have to be a Republican uh, Republican president nominate or or that uh, is elected. So if Trump by the the GOP convention chart is going to be the the winner, that would mean that Trump's going to be the president. I I hope so. So, I mean, I I already. I already predicted that myself, but yeah, uh, the the charts and the historians are saying that flat out. Um, I do. Ha- I, I might as well just look at them since I put them up here. Where's Trump's return chart for? It's uh. So we were looking at the last day of the GOP convention. So you go down one, two, three, three of them to Donald Trump's solid return chart for 2023. So that's uh starting in three days from now. Um. Only reason why I'm even curious to look at this is because of his indictments. Um, so he's got Neptune near the ascendant. Um, so he's going to be laying low for a lot of this uh, throughout this year. Uh, and he's, I don't know exactly how he's going to be deceptive. Because typically if I see Neptune on the ascendant like that, I usually think that that person's being deceptive in some way, shape, or form. So, um, I don't know. He's got Karen also there, so sense of violate, uh, sense of being violated in some way. Um, let's see. Definitely going to be um, that Stelm of Taurus there. I think he's definitely going to be losing money somehow throughout this um, this year. I don't know if it's because of, like, the economy just tanking or if he's going to have to pay fines and stuff. I know he recently paid, he, like, paid some sort of settlement towards somebody who, some lady in New York, who claimed that she was raped by him. But the the grand jury determined that her allegations were false, but they still gave her money. Oh, yeah, I heard about that one. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, that's so messed up. Um... Anyway, let's go. Let's let's go to the following one. That one's for 2024. Uh, so this one will be his birthday in June of next year, uh, of the year of the election. So originally, when I predicted his winning in 2016, I used his solar return chart and his uh, Fideria progressions to determine that he was going to be doing some sort of new. Um, a calling slash job. So that's where I, I got the indication that he was going to be elected president. Um, for this chart here, um, people are, so towards his birthday of next year, people are going to be wondering if he's going to even be able to be president at all. So I assume that into June of next year, that the indictments are still going to be dragged out in some way, shape, or form. Um, 
let's see, second house, sixth house, tenth house. Um, I love that the Saturn is with Neptune all this time throughout until Saturn is uh, until Neptune goes into Aries essentially, because even though Neptune is notorious for hiding things or making things distorted or whatever, Saturn is the epitome of reality. And so Saturn's basically coming back and cleaning up all the, all the, the bullshit that Neptune is spewing. So typically speaking, if, if Saturn wasn't behind Neptune right here, all the, all the lies and the deception that Neptune would be perpetuating would just go unchecked. But with Saturn being there, it's like coming back and saying, well, actually, that's not the case because this, this, and this. And that's not the case because this, this, and this. And, ca- and Saturn is, a, is notorious for being associated with karma, with justice, uh, you know, and hard work. So out of anybody who is a potential candidate for president and, and is involved in all of this circus that is politics, Trump is the one that, you know, dots all his I's, crosses all his T's, doesn't do anything wrong. Trust me, if he did anything wrong, he'd definitely be in jail by now. Um, so, again, this kind of goes back to, like, the Trump syndrome. Or, not the Trump syndrome, the Trump effect. When he's got that Uranus um, conjunct his son on the Midhaven in his chart. That signature with the Midhaven insinuates that what he's... He does things directly from from source. Whether that be, you know, his internal purpose or from the God and gods themselves or God or whatever. Some people do say that he was like, you know, he's been sent by God. I do think he's a reincarnation of like one of the founding fathers. So I do think that he's intended to do this. And if that's the case, as I've as I've thought before, and his entire existence and contribution to the United States is supposed to bring on the revolution. He has to win. And yeah. he and and all of this stuff that's going on against him will have to dissolve itself, which is exactly what what Saturn's doing. Saturn's just coming back and cleaning up all their bullshit as it's going. So yeah, makes sense because it's heading towards the it's heading towards the North Node too <laughs> as the year goes on. Right, and then the another chart I gave you was scroll down to the one that has two charts in it. This is Trump's. 2016 solar return versus 2024. Uh-huh. I thought this would just be interesting for comparison. So I mapped out the his solar return chart for June 13, 2016, and his solar return chart for June 13, 2024. And as I'm looking at this, there are a couple of signatures that are similar or the, the same modalities are in the same areas. Um the problem that he had in 2016 is nobody thought he was an actual threat and the, the uh, institution as it is, didn't think that he could actually win. So when we look at that, that 2016 chart, the first one on the the left, the, the uh, uh, wild card kind of signature would be Eris conjunct Uranus in the 10th house. The, the uh, powers that be didn't see it coming. Um, and Saturn in the in the fifth house, they thought that they had this like locked in, handled. But then we look at his his uh, 2024 chart. Uh, it looks a lot different. He does have that Neptune signature again um, in the tenth house, meaning that he's going to. I don't. 
I don't know what he's exactly going to be going to be. Um, what's the word? Um, he's going to be hiding. I don't know if he's he's he himself is going to be hiding. It might actually be he can't talk about the things that are being brought up against him. Because I remember one of the judges was trying to put like you know a uh, a a um, clause on him so he can't talk yeah. about what's going on in in the hearing. So he may not be able to talk about what's going on with him per se, and maybe that's why that signature's there. Um, I mean, it would make sense because they're not going to want him to defend himself. Right, right, because uh, I think that they would put him in jail or something like that for, I think that's kind of their only, the, that'll be like their only backup plan, like plan Z, <laughs> is if he, if the judge makes a ruling to make sure he can't talk about something and they think he's going to come out and say something and then he's going to get arrested for violating that. That would be the only thing I could think of. Um, yeah. Let's see. Da, da, da. Uranus, Mars, in the 11th house. Um, he's going to be fighting a lot of corporations. Um, a lot of things on, on social media or with the news. Um, Jupiter, Gemini. Okay. Um, oh, so, so that would be nice. Jupiter will be in Gemini when he, when he gets elected. So that's nice. So, um, yeah, I don't know exactly what I was hoping to see with this. I think I was just looking at just for interesting factors. Um, yeah, anyway. No, I was just looking at the... No, I don't have anything. I'm listening to you. I'm just looking at these two charts. Um, the only thing I could think of, lastly, is look at the DOJ announcement indictment. I think that's one of the last charts that I sent okay. you. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right, so this is for June 9th. Just happened a couple days ago, 2023, Friday, 3 p.m., Washington, D.C. DOJ came out and announced that they're uh, it, indicting Trump for all the classified documents he had, supposedly, like in Mar-a-Lago. And I'm just curious. I was just going to look at the future houses to see if this is even going anywhere. Second house, I wouldn't even consider Poseidon anything. Saturn right there again uh, in the fifth house. What what chart did they just have up that he that Saturn was in the fifth house again? What was that? Let me see. His 2016 chart. That's funny. So <laughs> so the so Saturn represents the government obviously, and Saturn being in the fifth house, they're thinking they have control over him, control over the situation. That's the exact signature that's going on in this indictment chart. That's crazy. Saturn right there. So they, they're they like, we got him. They like ain't they, got him. We got him. And they don't. And the fact that it's immutable, too, again, which is really funny. Because in 2016, uh, Saturn was also immutable. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, nothing sticks. Nothing sticks. They keep yep. throwing and nothing sticks. Yep. Yep. So... And then the eighth house is the only future house that really has anything seriously going on in it. And it's got Uranus conjunct with Astria, which is a signature for justice. The goddess asteroid of justice, symbolized with the balance and scales. She was the last of the immortals withdrawn from Earth in the constellation of Virgo. 
Asteroid seems to symbolize integration and wholeness. And she uh, represents idealism, which can sometimes relate to divine order. Unsurprisingly, it does not always sit comfortably in the real world. She's just the true uh, balance. She's just as true to balance and is hard to maintain and achieve. It brings together. It also breaks things apart. She's similar to Palace about vigilante justice. Shows up as obsessive streaks of justice. Willingness to put other people past the point of reasonable tolerance. Another point seems to relate to the realm of very small material terms. Information of the mind. So Astria in the 8th house says the ability. You have the inability to let go of joint projects. Long after the flaws of the venture have seen. Uh, you seem to be still clinging regardless. You may be afraid to take risks of other people's resources. And then it says that Astra and Taurus, you're apt to become stuck in your ways and oppose change. Yeah, so <laughs> um, basically all that's saying is that uh, this this whole grab, the secret with that, because the eighth house of secrets, is they're just trying to find anything they can to go to the lengths to stop Trump. I mean, we already know that. Yeah, they're and, not going to be able to because they've tried and they've tried and it hasn't worked this far. Right. And really, if you look at any of the aspects from Uranus or Astria, it's expecting Ceres in the 12th house. Okay. It's expecting Hygieia in the 5th house. Okay. It's expecting Poseidon. Nothing no, nothing serious. Nothing big, right? It's yeah. also aspecting Zeus. No big movers. None of the seven, you know, lords are being aspected with this signature, meaning that this isn't going to do anything. <laughs> so, yeah, again, and then the 11th house has nothing but trans-Pluto in it. I'm not saying that Poseidon, trans-Pluto, and, like, you know, Zeus or Ceres aren't important astrological points, but they don't typically indicate some sort of substantial action or result. So I see nothing co- coming from this. And that's just, you know, the Trump effect all over again. So it's not going to work. Yeah. It's And, you know, I think the only thing that's going to be coming up with Trump having Neptune on the 10th house is that he's going to have to be more quiet than he usually is. Yeah. Because of, you know, the judgments. And I also think that the news, because think about what I said about George Soros. That man has so much power, he doesn't need to talk. But when he's running out of power and options... That's when they run their mouths. So the the media is just going to keep saying, oh, Trump is totally screwed. This indictment's going to screw him. There's no way he's going to win, blah, 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 blah. He's going to be thrown in jail in October of 2024, that kind of stuff. I think that kind of narrative is just going to continue to be pummeled at us over and over and over again. And I think that it, some people might actually think that Trump's just not going to make it. So, yeah, because, it's Yeah, that's going to happen. So, And he'll just shock people again, which is... You know, that's why I was looking for, I'll probably have to do that for another another time because I, I don't want to pull up any more charts. But looking at, at his win in 2016 and then his win in 2024, um, I think there might be some more similar signatures in those two charts than the, than his uh, solar return charts. Because the, the environment or the dynamic that's going on for him right now is totally different than 2016. Like the, the nobody was after him like they are now because no. they didn't actually think that anybody could break into their little gimmick that they have of, of creating this facade that we are a free country and we get to choose our presidents and stuff like that. They didn't think that anybody was going to break the glass ceiling like this, but he has. So now they're yeah. trying to stop him from doing it again. 
Well, the other thing too is it's um, there's something I've I've been hearing a lot of, and a lot of people are saying it. It's you know you now have two presidents that are going to rematch on their records alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the records are going to speak for themselves. It's not going to be this. Oh well, we don't know who to vote for. You have had one for four years, and you've had this one for four years. Yeah. Which one were you doing better underneath? That's what it's going to come down to. Yep. And a lot of this other people jumping into the field to run is a distraction and it's a waste of time. They're just doing it for show because guess what? They need to have some Republican field to run against. But all Trump's going to tell them is you've been a politician for how long? The only one that can run on record right now is DeSantis, unfortunately. That's going to be his toughest opponent. Yeah, I still think Trump's going to lay him out. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see. Biden defend what he's been doing the last four years because remember his whole gimmick when he was when he was debating Trump quote unquote didn't they talk one time they like one one time like he was basically just like saying how how hateful Trump is and how he'll do better but now he's got to defend his own record yeah pretty much it's your it's they're both defending their records and Biden's got nothing to stand on at this point. He's just going to be mumbling and stuttering the whole time. Probably fall over on that stage, yeah, too. Yeah, he, he can't even stand up half the he time. He can't even stand up. <laughs> so, I mean, it's going to be very telling what happens, you know? Oh, my God. At least the TV the TV news will get ratings for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It'll, be the meme, it'll be the meme of the week. Oh, man. that's gonna. Those are going to be the best memes. Those are the best memes. When oh, Trump yes. Trump talks shit to people. It's so funny. Anyway, all right, so I hope everybody enjoyed that. I think we're going to go because we passed the two-hour mark this time. Yes, we did. All right. <laughs> I'm sure you're tired. I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. And sorry for the delay again, guys. Um, I think I had a question or something from somebody, but I'm going ha- to have to skip it because I forgot where it is. <laughs> oh, God. I can't wait till it's not Gemini season anymore. Then maybe we'll feel less scattered. But anyway, um, until next time, guys. Um, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, Bye, have a good one. Bye.